Welcome to the Chiefs of the North, hosted by Branton Walker. I'm originally from Kansas, currently living in Minnesota, and I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, and that is where Chiefs of the North comes in. On this podcast, we'll talk all sports, mainly NFL, and of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, welcome to another episode of the Chiefs of the North. This is Branton Walker with my co-host, Noah Metzger. What up, fam? All right, man, let's uh, let's recap a little week five. Uh, how you feeling? I mean, I'm a little sad after my Packers lost to an atrocious Raiders team. Yeah, I uh, I was disappointed, obviously. I think you know, being a Chiefs fan, you know, I always want the Raiders to lose. Uh, so I was pulling for Green Bay. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a difficult game for them. I, they couldn't get anything going. We couldn't. They had that one good drive with A.J. Dillon. He had, what was it, like four runs in a row just like – Oh. Punching up the yards, and then he put they it in the end zone. They fed him, what was it, like six, seven times in a row. Yeah. And he scored that tutty. And, and yeah. the running game, that was it for the run game. After that, the run game just kind of. Let me ask you a question. Is there any concern about Jordan Love in Green Bay? I mean, that's what I've been seeing everywhere, you know, from non-football people. But, uh. Like, personally, I'm not that concerned. Like, did he have a bad game? 100%. Yeah. It's not not his best performance. But, I don't know. I'm not I'm not overly concerned. I think you're going to have those hiccups with a young QB. I get this is his fourth season, but he hasn't played a ton. Uh, he's working with a bunch of young receivers. I think he, need, he does need to step up. I'm not going to, not going to, whatever, not hold him accountable. You know, I think he needs to step up, but I think he'll he'll come into his home and in, uh, into the next couple weeks. He'll kind of come into his own and and uh, uh, figure out his game, get it back, use that athleticism that he has. You know, he can throw it downfield. We've seen that. He just needs to connect on him now, and I think that'll start to happen. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think. Listen, I I, I think that the reason you're hearing. Is there concern in Green Bay? I wouldn't be concerned either. Like, listen, I think they've got him signed through next season, so they're going to at least give him two years, right, to see. I would hope so. Yeah, if this is going to work out or not. He can't go out five games. I think I think the reason there's any concern at all or talk about that is because he's been on the roster for three years. Or, sorry, he sat for three years. And the two times we've seen him play now, the rest of America's seen him play, have been primetime against Detroit, where it didn't go very well, and against the Raiders. So the two times that most people have seen him play outside of Green Bay, it hasn't looked good, right? Correct. And so I think that, that probably adds speculation or fuel oh, to the 100%. conversation. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but absolutely. I, I, I agree with you. And, and wins hide deficiencies, right? Mm-hmm. You lose and, and, and all those all those deficiencies kind of come to the surface. And, right. and sometimes people are like, well, there's probably something we could take from a loss. I personally don't know if that's true. I think that's just chatter. But is there something as a Packer fan now, they've lost a few in a row. Mm-hmm. Is there something you feel that they can take moving forward, that love can take moving forward? With some I think, I mean, losses? the team as a whole first uh, – like they lost, what did they lose by four? Is it four four points? Seventeen thirteen. That's what I thought. So you lose seventeen thirteen. Your offense put up a terrible performance, but still got thirteen points on the board. Your defense played terrible, but only gave up seventeen. You lost they Quay Walker. They held Adams. He only had what four catches, maybe for forty something yards. Right. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. I mean, Quay Walker was out the second half, basically. Yeah. So. You lost your captain of the defense, right? Arguably our best defensive player. And so, um, 
I don't know. I think those are some takeaways. Like, you didn't have your starting running back on offense. You didn't have your stud on defense the second half. And the defense still only gave up a total of 17 points. Now, again, you, you played the Raiders, who aren't going to put up yeah. crazy numbers anyway. No, no, no. But, you know, you still almost won the game. And, and I, you played terrible. I think, you know, he threw two picks in the fourth quarter and loved it. I think... Yeah, those are things he'll learn from. I mean, I think 100%. nerves. You can see, he seems a little uncomfortable. He does. And he he does a little, seem a little nervous. I, I, he seems a little uneasy out there, right? Like he just doesn't yeah. seem like he's got that, got full the full level of confidence yet. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, listen, it's one thing you're sitting. You know, he started one game before the season. It was against Kansas City. You're sitting. I know he's been in that organization on the bench for three years, but like being in practice and being behind Rodgers and now being in game action, those are different things. Yeah. Like he's now playing in game it's not yeah, he's the, the man it's man. not the comfort of in practice and maybe the scout team you have your red jersey i don't know we can touch you it's a whole different ball game right now yeah it's go time yeah yeah so he's probably a little bit out of his comfort zone but there's plenty of time and again i think he signed through next season so there's gonna be two years to see if, if he's the answer to Bay or not yeah right? i'm excited to see what he looks like you know week seven well here's the, the last thing i'll say about like i believe he's on his rookie contract they haven't re-signed him to anything so if this doesn't work out okay yeah, you had two years to figure this out, really. And if he does work out, then great. So in my honest opinion, this isn't like a terrible spot for Green Bay to be in. No, I think the biggest like shock factor is like, I mean, like somebody my age, right? Like I had Favre and I went straight into Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see much bad football. So that's, but that's what I said early on, and I've, I've been saying, like, I think most Packer fans, especially Packer fans under the age of, like, 35 or 40, you know, they don't know what it's like to not have a Hall of Fame franchise, one of the best in the game quarterback. I mean, since 1992, yeah. all they've had is Farman Rodgers, and so right. it already feels different. I'm not a Packer fan, but just watch, it already feels different, right? Like, yeah. it, this isn't the level of play that they've been accustomed to, but Rodgers started out a little slower. I think Favre started a little slower. I mean, Rodgers... Or Favre always turned the ball over earlier in his career. I mean, right. even, even later in his career, but like, especially earlier on, he was turning the ball over like crazy. But it took Rodgers a while cool. to get going. Yeah, you know, yeah, it did, it did. Um, so th- there's, you know, we're we're in the in the moment of now, right? It's always like, what have you done for me lately? Now, now, now. But I think track record, you go off. Uh, there's less patience than ever before, though, right? So like, oh man, yeah. Favre had more time. Rodgers had more time. Coaches back then had more time. You as players and coaches now, you don't have the time to get things right like you did back in the day, right? There's yeah. more money being thrown at players. There's more money being thrown at coaches. There's just less patience in, across the board, I think, with everything. So he might not have the luxury of playing bad football for very long, but he's got a little bit of a leash. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I totally agree with all of that. All right, so, I mean, I'm excited to talk about this. We were uh, we were at the game in Minnesota. A little tailgating experience. Let, let, let's be honest. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. It's not the tailgate experience like in Kansas City and Arrowhead. But we got a spot with some buddies, had a good time. It was incredible weather outside, people playing music. I mean, there were Chiefs fans everywhere, red everywhere. It was annoying Viking fans, you know, like, where are you guys coming from? Why are there so many of you? There were a ton of Chiefs fans. But I will say, extremely cordial in the tailgate, cordial during the game. You know, a few things said here and there, and then I popped off back, but it was all in fun, right? Nothing crazy. You see these videos of fights breaking out the stands and this and that. There was nothing like that happened. Um, right. A great experience with the family, three, four hours of tailgating. Incredible stadium. I'd been there for a couple of monster trucks. Incredible stadium. Now, listen, 
I'm an outdoor fan. I don't like that it's it's indoors. To me, that takes a little bit of the football experience away. That's just my personal opinion. But, That's my personal opinion. But end of December, yeah, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. and I'm going to a, a no, game no, in a dome. I get it, but hold on, now, hold, hold on now, though. Hold on now, though. Green Bay, though. That's it gets true. cold in Green Bay, and, and I've, been, I've been to December okay. games in Buffalo, Green Bay, Buffalo, Kansas Buffalo. City. I've been to, I've been to nasty cold playoff games. I was at the Tennessee Chiefs AFC Championship game. Was was negative two with the windshield. We tailgated for about four hours prior. Yeah. I couldn't even feel my feet a kick. I mean, my, you get my, the juices flowing, you're good to go. But my point is, you got Buffalo, you get Green Bay, you get Kansas City, you had Denver when they were good. Like those outdoor stadiums, come playoff time, they had a huge advantage, right? Teams didn't want to go play there. So my uh, incredible stadium, I feel like. I mean, back years ago, the Vikings had that. What was it, Shoot. Metropolitan Stadium? Yeah, that was a long time. Okay, and, and I, I and I believe they had a pretty decent winning percentage there. Yeah, I feel like they did, they played outside. It's teams adapt. You can. It gets cold. It gets cold. Chi Town. It gets cold in a lot. Of, Minnesota's not the only place that gets cold, and Minnesota's not the only place that has snow. New York, MetLife, Jets, Giants. It, I mean, it, my, it gets cold. So. Whatever. I think it takes a little bit of the football experience away, but an absolutely incredible stadium. Now, I was a little surprised and disappointed with the playing surface, though. I mean, Kelsey slipped. JJ slipped. He's out for a month now, at least. Yeah. There were about seven or eight guys that fell with just on the on the I've, surface. I played on turf a few times. Obviously, not at anywhere near this level. But uh, I did not like running. I didn't like cutting on it. It's, I don't know. I've never liked turf. I always thought it sucked. Well, it was. Uh, give me that. Give me that natty grass, it, baby. It was, it was a good game. Listen, listen. You know. Yeah, I heard you had some help at the end of the game. I mean, there was a, there was a controversial call. I mean, here's. I'll give my thoughts on that. I'm also an honest fan too. So here here's the thing with the game. Minnesota scrappy. Cousins is playing well. The D's a lot better than last year. They've got weapons on offense. You know, every game this year they've lost has been a one score game. So I, I told you, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to blow them out. I figured it'd be a good game, right? You did say that. I, yeah, I, and I was being honest about that. It got a little too close for comfort at the end. When the Chiefs got up 27-13, I felt pretty good about that. And then Minnesota had a chance at the end. Chiefs D, playing well still. Offense, they're still struggling with those receivers. He's still struggling to connect with those receivers and really get one of those guys going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the end of the game... Legereus Sneed, I, I guess here's my thought on that. I heard people talk about it could have been a pass interference, or I'm sorry, uh, a rough on the passer. There was no rough on the passer there. He, he drilled Cousins. There was no roughing the passer there. Now, now, when I saw that happen live, and I saw Cousins get drilled from where I was sitting live, the ball, it looked like he just threw it up that wasn't catchable, right? And I was like, what did they throw the flag for? I saw the replay, and they're like, ah, Sneed probably was holding him a little bit, touched him a little bit, could have been called, right? And then he takes his helmet off, which doesn't matter where you're on the field to play. It doesn't matter if it's a change of possession. If you're talking to the referee, you have to leave your helmet on. Yep. And so I thought they could have called for pass interference, which he threw a flag initially, and I thought they could have got him for no helmet, or for his helmet being off, and they didn't call that either. So did the Chiefs get away with one? They maybe did with that call or the non-call. What do you think? I mean, I think they did. Yeah, I think they got away with one. Um, yeah, they got away with one. I mean, I know there's going to be a bunch of conspiracy nut jobs out there saying it was rigged or something stupid. But uh, I mean, what would they? What would be the point of rigging? No, that listen, that's a, that, their loss. that's a cop out. Every, every, every cop fan out. base, like, there's there's fans in every fan base that that's just their go to. All oh, the refs, 
Oh, the ref. That, that, that's a that's a weak mentality. I think it is. And there's nothing, there's really nothing behind that. Now, 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 what I will say is this. I think that it probably should have been called. If you're not going to call the pass interference, you got to call the You should have flagged him for taking his helmet off, which had been a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down at the goal line for Minnesota with a chance to tie it. Okay? And then I see the video the next day in slow motion where the referee mouths to Steve, put your helmet back on. That doesn't look good. Does not look good at all. But here's so so the Chiefs probably got away with a no call there, but here's what I'll say. The Vikings had 68 snaps. They had 68 offensive plays. That means they had 67 other plays. They could have done more. Yeah. And the Chiefs had 64 snaps. That means the Vikings had 64 plays on defense to stop to, to let them score less. So like there were what's 67 and 64. Like there were so many more plays with the offense and defense that Minnesota could have done something or prevented something. So to come down to one call again, you know, I, I it's 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 too easy in a one score game. If that hadn't happened, there would have been something that somebody complained about. Oh yeah, it's just that's the go-to now for fans. Is you have it doesn't matter if it's a great game that each each team has seventy plays. You know, there's going to be something that somebody doesn't like and they complain about and gains yeah. traction. And that's just we're again, all. Yeah, I like what you said though. It's a loser's mentality. It to is complain about the. Rest. It, is. it is now. Are there scenarios where it's a hard-fought game, yeah. whatever, and the ref blows it? Sure. Yeah. But like in this case. It's not a guaranteed score. Well, let, how many times have you seen yeah. the Vikings get into the red zone? Well, they just did it. From the not goal line and the not score. They did a lot more with the Chargers. Not long with the Chargers. Let, let's talk. Let's say this. Though. Let me. Let me just say this. Let's say they call it. Vikings get a first down. They score a few plays later. All right. So we're tie game. 27-27 with maybe two fifty three minutes to go. You tell me, Pat can't make. You're it telling down me, the field? Patty Holmes ain't getting a field goal range for a game winning field goal. Now, I, come on now. So here's the deal. It was delaying the inevitable. Let's just call it what it is. It was delaying the inevitable. <laughs> so there you go, Minnesota fans. What, what, what would have been worse is getting that call scoring or, or, or Mahomes driving down and kicking a last-second field goal. Come on now. Make it feel even worse. No, it was a good game. It was a good game. Minnesota's a scrappy team. It, it was, a, it was a, a great experience for the family. I enjoyed it. Uh, I wish they would play there more often, but it, it won't be for at least four years if they play back in Minnesota. But we had a great time. and. Uh, Crazy bummer for a minute. You know, Kelsey gets hurt. Initially, from where I was sitting, I thought he tore his ACL. Because oh. I I, we saw him fall right away. I didn't see the replay, right? Yeah. We saw him fall, and I, I knew he wasn't touched, and I thought he tore his ACL. Oh, jeez. JJ, he slipped on the turf as well, but that's a that's a devastating loss for Minnesota because they're sitting here at one and four. He's out for at least a month. By the time he's ready to come back, they might be like two and seven. You're not going to bring him back unless he's 100%. So I could see him being out actually a lot longer. So I don't know. That's a uh, that's a big blow for them. I mean, if I'm Vikings, yeah. Depending on my record, I'm I'm being careful with bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the Vikings, their opponent this week is the Bears. Um, how about Fields? That dude is balling out. All of a sudden, him and Moore have this nice little this nice little connection. He looks like he's playing free. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he looks. They've like done the something. Fields we saw at Ohio State. They've done something the last few weeks, so they're just letting him like ball. He doesn't look as robotic. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't look as not even. Like it was a night and day difference. What would that have been? Week four to week five? Last two weeks. Even the loss against Denver, he had a crazy. Or yeah, game. even see, so three to four and then yeah, last well, week looks, at four to five, like yeah. What's crazy about the Bears though is they were so bad their first three games, looked like the worst team in football by far. Yeah. They blow a twenty one point lead to Denver. Fields balled out though. If they don't blow that lead to Denver, they're sitting at two and three. How different things are for them because if they can beat Minnesota on Sunday, now they'd be five hundred. Yeah, they're right in the playoff mix. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm jumping ahead here, but like my point is that loss to Denver, 
how different things would be for Chicago if, if they even it. had one more win right now. I Again, I, I say that, but especially in the NFC where nine wins is going to probably get you a spot. It, I mean, yeah, it, at least a wild card. Yeah, I'm that's sure. what I'm saying. So, and I think I do think Chicago is going to beat Minnesota. I think they can. Where's it, it at? It's in Chicago. I mean, Jefferson's out. Yeah, I mean, if you're Minnesota, you fall a one and five. You got Jefferson out. Like, at what point do you start thinking, you know, Caleb Williams? But, but you've got Cousins. So what do you do with Cousins? Because it's like. Our team's really going to give up a lot for a 35-year-old quarterback, and his his contract is, is done after this year, and somebody's going to have to pay him a crap ton of money. The new can still play, obviously. There are yeah. teams that would want Kirk yeah. Cousins because there's some trash quarterbacks starting right now. So oh, he, he could help a lot of people. But by, by the by the time the trade deadline, trade, trade deadline is over, like, uh, so what happened? The Vikings tank, and they get the number one pick, and they also have Cousins, but his contract's up, so they get nothing for him. I, like, I don't – Minnesota, I don't know if they're in this – I don't know if they're in a tough spot. My thought is, I don't know unless you're going to get the number one pick, which I don't think Minnesota is going to have the number one pick. I don't think they're, no, they're going to be. No, no, they're, they're not, not that, that bad. bad. No, they're not. Without Jefferson, they're no, too no. good for that. Yeah, so, yeah. but what better options than do you have next year aside from Cousins? Everybody assumes he's going to be traded or be gone. What I think Minnesota likes Cousins. I think he's going to be back next year. What options do you have? What's a better option than Cousins right now if you don't get Caleb Williams? There's not a lot. Yeah, a lot of unknowns out there. Yeah, there are. yeah. But uh, yeah, that'll be an yeah, interesting. It's still game. early. So we've been saying for a while that, uh, well, since the beginning of the season, that it's San Francisco and Philadelphia, right, in the NFC, that Dallas was a distant third and then everybody else. It might be time to put Detroit as the third best team in the NFC. I mean, as one of my division rivals, I hate agreeing with you, but uh, I don't know that I have a choice. If Detroit and Dallas (laughs) played right, I think Dallas, or I think Detroit is more balanced than Dallas right now. They have more firepower on offense. I trust Jared Goff way more than I trust Dak. Yeah, right Dan now Prescott. they're they're way more balanced, I think. And their defense is really good too. I I they have, they have more firepower on offense. They're more balanced. I would if they played right now, I would put my money on Detroit um, beating Dallas. I think they're just going to continue to get better too. Like as the season goes on, most teams should improve, but that's not always the case. I don't know how much better Dallas is going to get outside of C.D. Lamb. Who do they have on offense to stretch the field? And who do they have when they're down 10, 14 points to go? Like, who, 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 I don't who, know. who do they have? That's what I'm saying. Tony Pollard down the sideline? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Dallas's defense isn't balling out and their run game isn't clicking, they're like a little less than an average team. I mean, I mean seriously, you've got C.D. Lamb who's awesome. Who else do you have to throw the ball to? Who else is dead? Like, I mean, I, Gallup's I, been very, well, very just Well, okay. we talk about this Dallas roster, but, like, I heard something the other day that made sense to me. Should we have been shocked that San Francisco, first of all, I don't think was shocked that San Francisco beat them. No. Should we have been shocked they beat them as bad as they did? Probably a little bit, but, like, there's maybe three or four. If you look at both rosters, there's maybe three or four Cowboys that would start on San Francisco. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Dallas's and roster, Dak's not one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So I guess my point is, I think Dallas is going to make the playoffs. San, San Francisco is going to make a lot of teams question how good they really are. <laughs> yeah. The Niners, they did a really good job though scheming for Micah Parsons. He was taken out of the game. Yeah, but that's basically. you. You bring up a great point. Mike McCarthy is always constantly out schemed. What does the Dallas coaching staff do? They, there's nothing creativity. There's no creativity. No, I mean, honestly, there's nothing I think, they need, about to, their offense. I think they need to get rid of McCarthy. Oh, he's, 
I wasn't mad when Green Bay got rid of him. No, no, no. I think he's. I think the league has passed him by a little bit. The stuff yeah. that worked with the Green Bay, it, it, it doesn't work now. Too many teams. The, the game has evolved. Too many teams and coaches are innovative. More to, or, uh, more innovative. I just think that Dallas, if you don't have a roster like San Francisco, you don't have one of the best rosters of football. You can. You're not going to win if you're out schemed. So their roster is is good, but it's not great. Their quarterback is good, not great, and their coaching staff is constantly out schemed. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. For real. Uh, all right. So New England. Has been outscored seventy-two to three. Jeez, seventy-two to three in the last two weeks. Is it time to maybe have the conversation in New England about moving on from Belichick? Like, how, how long is the grace period of well, we won six, but how many years can go by before it's like, well, that's great, but I mean, he, he, he th- some of the things he's doing and saying might be falling on deaf ear. This isn't. Julian Edelman, this isn't Gronkowski, this isn't Brady, this isn't Mike Vrabel. This is a different New England Patriots locker room, younger generation, different mindset, different thought process. I don't know if he's related to these guys. I saw something the other day. He had almost an 80% win percentage with Tom Brady, and he's winning about 44% of a game, 44% of the games since Brady. So 80% with Brady and about 44 to 45% without Brady. That's a, that's a major change. Yeah. So, yeah, at what point, like, are you – because how many seasons has it been now where they have not been great? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, again, again, I it, – it always seems like – it always seemed like New England was one step ahead of everybody back in the day. Now it seems like they're one step behind everybody, right? Yeah, it's – so I feel like they are. And I feel always like – always playing catch-up. I could, I could be wrong, but I feel like Belichick is too stubborn. Again, things that were working back then aren't necessarily working now. You have to evolve. You have to adapt. I think that's with anything in life. And I, he seems too stubborn and stuck in his ways to do that. I could be wrong, but uh, and they've whiffed on they've whiffed on drafts. I know he's 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 been more involved in that. They've whiffed on some draft picks. They've whiffed. On, they've just made. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy the fall from grace that New England's had here recently. Um, so we've got right now. You've got Miami and KC the top two records in the AFC and you've got San Francisco and Philadelphia, the only unbeats the NFC. What's great is Miami and KC play in Germany in about a month and Philadelphia and San Francisco play in about a month. So we're going to be able to, at least for the time being, kind of figure out who, who is the best of the best. Now I'm not going to fool myself and try to say that anybody other than San Francisco is the best team in football. And I would even say right now that even though Kansas City and Miami have the best record in the AFC right now, Miami uh, is playing better than Kansas City and is more explosive. And so I'd give the nod at this moment even to Miami or ahead of Kansas City. I, I would put KC maybe third, maybe fourth right now in, in the in the NFL in terms of the best team at this time. But again, I'm more concerned about how they are at the end of the season. But I could put San Francisco, Miami, Philly, and put KC fourth. I'd have no problem with that right now. Yeah, I mean, I could, I, I'd put, uh, I think, Niners at the top. Uh, Bills, Dolphins, KC. Even the Bills after losing again to Jacksonville last week? Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I, that's the thing is I think sometimes we overreact. Buffalo is still, when they're on their game, they are one of the best teams. They're dangerous. When they are on their game. But this is what Buffalo does. Like, Buffalo does this, though. They, they Jacksonville's not a bad team. But, like, Buffalo loses to the Jets week one. Then they start rolling everybody. And then they have a they come out flat again. Like, Buffalo does this, though. There's always a they few do. games where they just, like, lay an egg. And then what do you see? You see Diggs throwing a fit on the sideline. Yep. Right? Like, man, if I was Allen, I would, like, 
you need him obviously but if i was alan i'd be so sick and tired of him in my ear constantly when things aren't going our way i'd like be like uh, Gabriel Davis, you're about to have 20 targets this game. <laughs> you're catching Diggs, all of them. You want to keep playing on the sideline, make him look like a fool? Let's see how many catches you get this game. Yeah, I'd be. It's got to be so annoying. All right, so a little a little parlay action. Uh, I did hit a. I had a. Uh, I hit I hit almost 400 last week on a 25 dollar parlay. I had uh, Raheem, okay. Raheem Mostert anytime touchdown. Tyreek Hill anytime touchdown. Tyreek Hill over 92 yards. AJ Brown over over five and a half receptions. And. Uh, I had somebody else. Uh, I, I think I think I can't remember who, but I had somebody else over three and a half receptions, and they all hit. So twenty five hit three eighty three. Hey, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. So, so my my parlay this week would be give me San Francisco, Miami, and Buffalo to cover, and I'll just take Philadelphia money line. Put that all in one parlay. Ooh, San Fran, Miami, Buffalo to cover, Philadelphia money line. I like it. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. All right, I'm so for it. my lock of the week. We've been killing these, by the way. They yeah. kill these locks of the week. My lock of the week, and you know, you don't make it too obvious, but sometimes you just, I don't know, you just got to go with it. To. My lock of the week is the, is the Bills over the Giants. Listen, the Giants have got to stop being on prime time. They've been outscored <laughs> so 94 bad. to 15 on prime time so far. It's not, it's, I don't know, first of all, where Danny Dimes came from. You know, you know what his name should be now? Danny Loose Change. Danny Loose Change. I'm officially changing it to Danny Loose Change. Get the, <laughs> get the Giants off prime time. It is. The NFL should just step in and, and say, sorry, that game's moved to Sunday. <laughs> I don't even want a money in that game. Oh, Danny, man. lose change. So bad. All right, what's your what's your lock of the week? Man, I think I'm going to go with uh, Miami over Carolina. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I they're going to probably roll them. Green Bay is on a bye, so they cannot lose. I feel like, honestly, I feel like the timing of this bye for Green Bay – couldn't probably couldn't come with a better time. No, Quay Walker getting out of the game like we need him. Love back. a couple primetime games in a row, not looking very good. Like I think Green Bay, yeah, yeah I think this is a good timing for the bye. Hundred um, percent. All right, so we got Denver and Kansas City on, on Thursday night football in KC. The Chiefs have beaten them fifteen straight times. You have to go all the way back to two thousand fifteen is the last time that Denver beat Kansas City, almost nine years ago. You realize that? You didn't know that. Did I you? had. Did, did you know that? Bro, I only had two kids at that point. 15 straight times the Chiefs have beaten the Broncos. 2015. I should have been prepared with like a list of like what was the number one song back then? What was the number one movie? What are some things? Yeah, you're, that, you're, you're lacking that. Like, yeah, I, I should have been prepared with that stuff. But because I do enjoy piling on the Broncos, right? Here's what I'm going to say, though. It's supposed to be nasty weather in KC. 15 to 25 mile an hour winds. It's going to be rainy, thunderstorms. That's what they're projecting. Um, Denver has played KC tough the last few years, though. Division rival, this is the Broncos Super Bowl. It is. And the, the Chiefs play the Chargers next week. Ah, yeah. They do. This is this is the Broncos Super Bowl. Oh, it is. This is the, playing the Chiefs is, is their two good. biggest games of the year. Good. And I, I think they're sick and tired of losing to Kansas City. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win 33-20. to 20. I know I want to go, like, 45-10, to 10, but Denver's offense isn't playing that bad. Wilson's playing all right. You know, it's not like he's doing anything spectacular. He's, he's making costly mistakes at the end of games, right? But I'm going to say 33-20. Again, the Chiefs' offense just still isn't clicking yet. Now, the recipe might be Denver's atrocious defense, which right now statistically is one of the worst in the history of football through five weeks. And Pacheco should have a game. That dude should go for over 100, no problem, against he's the Broncos. So um, but I'm going to say 33-20. Might be closer. I think the line's 10 and a half. I think the Chiefs went around, you know, 10 to 13 points. 46-23. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, hey, 
I wouldn't mind that. The more points for KC, the better. All right, all right. Well, we'll be back next week to recap week six.